0: Christ Church, New Malden, 19th of January, 2020, 9.30 service. Katie Lofman speaking on 2020 Vision, a church that cares for one another. Well, in our reading that John just read, we heard Paul telling the Ephesians that they should live a new life, a life that's holy and righteous like God is. And today I'm saying that we should do the same. And this sounds a bit demanding. I don't know how many of you would describe yourselves as holy. It sounds like a tall order. But fortunately, Paul goes on to tell us some practical ways that we can easily do that in our own life. The second half of Ephesians chapter four, which is what John read, gives us some examples. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Speak truthfully. Share with people who are in need. Build each other up. And Paul sums it up with this phrase, be kind and compassionate. But why should we do these things? Is it just so that people will like us? Well, it's not not that primarily, is it? It's because we want to be more like Jesus. But also, it's important that we are a church that cares for each other, because that's how we put into practice the fact that we're united. And when we're united, God works through us. We, as a church, become God's hands and God's ears here on earth. The church is the body of Jesus Christ, through which God works in the world. And we don't want Jesus to have a deformed body, do we? So that's why it's important for us to care for each other and build each other up. Whenever there's a part of the body that's hurting or that's weakened, we can be part of the healing process to bring that part of the body back to full strength. It says that the church is the body of Christ. But that doesn't mean that we're only his body when we're in church. Yes, we worship together here on a Sunday morning, and that's one sign of our unity. We relate to God as a group, as well as individuals. We share the worship together. We read the Bible together. We pray together, and we learn together. And as well as all that, we care about each other. And it's that aspect of our life together that Paul is focusing on in Ephesians chapter 4. We're called to relate to each other in a caring way and to look after each other when we have problems. And that's why it's an expression of the Bible's vision of the church as a whole and an important part of our 2020 vision for Christchurch, that we're a church that cares for each other as individuals when any of us is going through a hard time. And when we're not going through a hard time, we should care for each other all the time. You know what it's like when one part of your body is hurting or unwell. It affects your whole body and the whole of your life for that time. Whether it's a cold or a headache or a broken leg, it stops the whole of us from functioning properly, not just the affected part. Isn't it awful when you have a cold? There's nothing wrong with you from the neck down and yet it still makes you weak all over. So we care for whichever part of our body is suffering, until things are back to normal. It's the sensible thing to do. And it's the same with the church. The church is made up of all of us, and each of us is part of the church. So when one of us is suffering, we may not necessarily be aware of it, but the whole church suffers, and the whole church is weakened. So from a purely practical point of view, the sensible thing to do is for the rest of us to help the one who's suffering. To look after them until they're strong again so that the whole church can be strengthened. And There are a number of organisations in this church that are designed to do that. And one of them is the Listening Cafe. And this is on Mondays and Tuesday mornings. So if you want to know the time, you could ask Becky who's the, uh, wearing a green sweatshirt she's in Tiddlywinks. Becky is one of the people who runs the cafe. Or Katie Kurt, she knows all about it too. But it's a cafe for anyone who wants to talk something over with someone who's trained to listen. If you're having a tough time, or if you want to talk something through, or maybe you just don't know where to turn. The Listening Cafe here at Christchurch is an opportunity to share a problem and find some hope, as well as some good cake. That's a way that Christchurch offers a safe space for some genuine caring, which can make a real difference to people's lives. So do feel free to drop in if you'd like someone to talk to. its I'm pretty sure it's 10.30, Yeah, 10.30 on Mondays and Tuesdays until 12. But as well as that, being a church that cares for one another means that we're all expected to care for each other individually as well and at any time, not just on Sundays. And what a difference it makes. Even just at Christchurch, there are loads of stories of people being supported and loved through a difficult time. And right now, there are people who are ill, who are being helped and looked after by others, and maybe you're one of those people. I've got my own experience of a church that cares for one another. My husband David has a long-term disease and when we were younger he used to get ill quite often. And this was difficult to cope with. We were young people in our early twenties, just starting out on our careers and our marriage. We'd only been married six months when David was in hospital for several weeks and having operations. Both our families lived a long way away so and so did most of our friends and I found it a lot to deal with. At that time we really relied on the people at church and of those it was the older people actually that helped us the most. They had more experience of life than the people our age and their faith had been hammered out by their own suffering over the years. They were an inspiration to me and they always seemed to know what to do. I particularly remember two ladies, Vi Ring and Vi Ayres. Uh, Vi Ring lived just around the corner from us in Chestnut. She lived in Elm Road, we lived in Chestnut Grove. And she and Vi were, the other Vi, were always together. And they had such wise words that helped us to cope with what was happening in our lives. And they always cheered us up. Several other people helped us in practical ways as well, including cooking meals for us, and together they all got us through it. I'm so grateful to the individuals that have helped us over the years, and I'm grateful to the church as a whole for enabling it to happen. And my natural response is to help the church in return. So those people caring for me have strengthened the church by inspiring me to become more involved and to be involved in the church's work and to keep paying forward the blessings that they gave me over the years. But it wasn't just me. Vi Ring and Vi did loads of things to help loads of people. Whenever anyone moved into Elm Road, Vi Ring used to go and see them and take them a cake so everybody knew who she was and she did a lot of babysitting and she knew all the children. They both collected stamps from people to raise money for missionary societies and they made marmalade to raise money too. So the two wives were living out Ephesians 4 verse 28, doing something useful with their own hands that they might have something to share with those in need. They really were people who strengthened the church and helped to build up the body of Jesus by their caring actions. And these people are going to be featuring in the Christchurch exhibition in the hall quite soon. And that photograph I just showed you, uh, Stephen gave it to me from the exhibition. So uh, look out for that in the next few weeks or few days. I'm not sure when he's going to get around to it. But anyway, I think a lot of caring goes on that most of us never get to hear about. If someone's ill, or they've had a baby, or they're going through a tough time, or They just need a lift in the car somewhere. It's quiet and gentle, and it's done with natural humility, without a lot of fanfare, being Jesus's body, bringing his love to those around us. But the effect is strong and inspirational, and it's lasting. Paul's challenge to us in Ephesians is to live like that ourselves. And some people find it easier than others. But all of us are required to care for other people, even if it doesn't come naturally. Can you make a difference to someone's life and to the life of the church? Did you know there's a church window here that's dedicated to someone who did live like that? Emily Larkin. It's uh, that window just around the corner over there. And uh, this is what it looks like. She was a single lady who reminds me of Vi Ring, actually. She came to Christchurch in the 1880s and the parish magazines of the time talk about the work that she and her sister did, keeping the church clean and tidy and washing the communion linen, as well as running a group for the mums, a bit like our Bumps and Babies group on a Tuesday morning, maybe. But it was the care for individuals that really stuck in people's minds. She helped to look after the vicar's wife, Jessie Chalacombe, when she was ill, and she was full of kindness for everyone. And she was much loved. Emily Larkin herself got ill when she was 71, and so many people sent her flowers and what she called tokens of love and sympathy that she couldn't thank them all, so she had to write a thank you letter in the parish magazine. And when she died at the age of 75, she was so well loved that the church even wanted a window to commemorate her life. I love the fact that the Emily Larkin window is not in memory of a great civic worthy of the borough, like Alfred Streeter in that window by the door, or upper-class aristocrats like the Sim family with all their coats of arms in that window at the back. But it's in memory of a quiet, humble person who unobtrusively served the church and gave so much of her time to helping people, both in the church and outside it. And by doing that, she made lots of real and lasting friends. In a way, there are lots of Emily Larkins in any church at any time, and our role as part of the body of Christ is to follow their example. I wonder if you're going through a hard time at the moment and it could be that you're sitting there and thinking listening to all this well no one's helping me where's the help and the care that I need right now if that sounds like you then please tell someone you can talk to me after the service and my contact details are on notes and news or you can talk to Stephen or to anyone in the congregation how can we help each other if we're not honest with each other? Sometimes it's tempting to hide our weaknesses. We try to look independent. But that's not really necessary, and it doesn't make us stronger. It's when we open up to people that they can really help us. Verse 25 of our reading says, tells us to speak truthfully to your neighbour. So that clearly doesn't mean small talk and a stiff upper lip. That can be quite a challenge to us, can't it, as Brits sometimes, to speak truthfully about ourselves when we're chatting in the lounge after a service, surrounded by children, or talking to people who seem to have life sussed. But one place that works really well for that is home groups, and that's a group of people meeting together to talk about their faith and to pray for each other. You get to know each other better in a small group, and it's an easier place to share and be honest. When people listen and they pray for you, it's incredibly strengthening. Sometimes we have the opportunity to be the answer to our own prayers, and we can help our home group friends in practical ways too. In our home group, at the moment, one of our members is in hospital. Well, he's just been in hospital. So some of us have visited him, and we've sent him photos and messages on WhatsApp. And we pray for him when we meet. And that kind of thing is so important. If you're not in a home group, I really encourage you to join one. And if you are in one, then do be brave enough to speak the truth about yourself, because that's how you get real caring friendship that expresses the body of Jesus. The final verse of Ephesians 4 sums up what it means to be a church that cares for one another. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as God in Christ forgave you. We must be compassionate and forgiving because God is the same and we're following his example. We're being his physical body here on earth. So when we do that, we're representing God to other people, whether that's other Christians or people who don't know God yet. They look at us and they form opinions about God. So that's why it's important that we take care to represent God as accurately as we can. And one way that we do that is by being a church where people care for one another. And when that happens, it makes the church stronger. And we become a beacon of God's kingdom here in New Malden. Children of God, living a life of love.